0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com.
1: Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. It's the conversation that everybody wants to have. C.J. Stroud is already a real, authentic, above-average quarterback in the NFL. And that is tough to watch for Panthers fans. Because Bryce Young is not that yet. Okay? He's not. He might one day get there, hopefully sooner rather than later, but right now he is not, and C.J. Stroud is. Here's Bryce Young assessing his own play uh, on Sunday after the game.
2: I have to be better. Um, Obviously, things went back. uh, But, you know, it's part of the game. It is what it is. And, um, you know, that's you know so long season you you can't carry any of that over um you gotta you know you gotta take from it, you know, watch the film, um we'll go over this stuff, learn it, learn from it um correct, correct it, and then after that, you know it resets you know it's 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 one game, obviously it's uh, a lot of stuff obviously that I need to do better, but um doesn't doesn't change doesn't change who I am.
1: Gosh, it's starting to sound like a broken record. Bryce Young always says the right thing after losses. So when you have six out of your first seven games or losses, did I get that right? How many losses are they up to? Seven. Seven losses. That's what I thought. Seven out of your first eight games or losses. You start to hear like, oh, here's what you say after a tough game. Oh, here's what you say after a tough game when you turned it over a lot. All right. We know your patterns now. Right and when when you are just saying the right thing, it, it it's it's repetitive. Now here's the thing about C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young that everybody's gonna try to play up. Don't overhype the Texans' supporting cast. All right, because the Panthers make no mistake about it; they have a bad supporting cast around Bryce Young. Pretty terrible. The Texans are not a world beater. Their situations are not as different as you'd think. The Texans have Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Noah Brown, and Dalton Schultz as their main pass-catching core. Were any of those guys world beaters before C.J. Stroud showed up? Definitely not more so than some guys on the Panthers. right? How many Pro Bowls do, do Nico Collins and Noah Brown have? Exactly. Adam Thielen has a couple. DJ Chark has one. Miles Sanders has been there. There's really not much that the, the Texans are putting out there aside from the fact they look a lot better this year. They do. Don't get me wrong. Nico mm-hmm. Collins looks like he's going to be a fantasy star. Yeah. I, 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 I'll I brag about this one. I drafted Tank Dell in the fourth round of my Dynasty fantasy lineup. I'm loving the way that looks. Look How, at you. how much of that is but, – but, but also I I would have passed on C.J. Stroud much – much later than I should have. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm saying there is something going on there, and I think a lot of it is C.J. Stroud. Right now, I'm confident to say this. If you flipped Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, the Texans are worse this year and the Panthers are better this year. Now, that again, I, I did the the coaching thing. Mm-hmm. I said this year. Yeah. Right? This That's year. When, when coaches are asked – you know, hey, is is uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick your starting quarterback? And they say he's our starting quarterback right now. That's so they tomorrow they could say, well, that was right then. Right now, we're gonna bench him for Tua Tungavilo. Like it's 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 the right now of it all. So I'm saying this year, I completely reserve the right to flip it. But what it is now is Scott Fitter Frank Reich. uh uh, i mean we go thomas brown everyone that was in that brain trust that drafted bryce young you better know what you were doing when you did it right and now it's you you have to stick to your guns uh actually i the second time i've used this show as a a a reference you're you're not a big entourage fan yeah i just never really started watching it, so i never got into it so i I like this because then i get to describe it to you and and pick whatever parts i want to uh big movie star in entourage is being managed by his best friend from growing up like his his business manager is his best friend growing up and the best friend convinced the big movie star to pass on a giant blockbuster movie okay so the the movie star is trying to elevate his friends it's like a lebron and maverick carter situation or lebron and rich paul situation so the the friend from growing up convinces the big movie star vinny chase not to take the movie and uh I forget who ends up taking it. Um like like Jake Gyllenhaal or something takes the movie and everyone's very nervous. And it's like, "Uh-oh, did we just pass on a massive hit?" And uh the background you need to know about the best friend is that until he was managing his movie star best friend, he was a he was managing a sabaro. Oh, there you go. Right? So that's that's the background. He went from managing a sabaro to managing his best friend's career in Hollywood and when they passed on this movie and jillen hall takes it the movie star looks to his former sabaro manager and goes you better know what you're doing pizza boy <laughs> i feel like that's what we're doing to to the panthers now right it's like we passed on cj stroud right he's now in a big movie over there he's he's doing a lot of big things he's having a lot of success our guy right here's not having all of that success you better know what you're doing pizza boy <laughs> Right, you better know how this diamond gets polished up into something really, really awesome—some kind of twenty-four karat and, uh, gigantic polished gem. I don't know. I don't know that that world enough. Uh, but but the race isn't over between these two. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud just has a real, real, real big lead. Yeah. Trading up to number one and drafting a quarterback is a big and risky move, and it doesn't look good right now. The race isn't over, but you're probably shaking as you stick to your guns going, did did, did I know what I was doing? I I knew what I was doing. I had a reason for drafting this guy. When is he going to start playing like the guy I thought I was drafting? That's not to say you jump ship. That's not to say you ever verbalize that. But it is to say you're probably pretty nervous right now, Mm -hmm. right? You're probably you it's completely justified to watch CJ Stroud throw for 470 yards and five touchdowns and go go shot for shot with a with a uh you know complete other NFL franchise and then you look at Bryce young throwing you know bad picks on checkdowns and you're going yeah you know what I still believe in our guy but uh'd still be nice if he gave us a little bit
0: more to be to be latched onto here For the ones who get it done. Chris Lee, WRAL sports reporter. As I said before the
1: break, check out uh, the documentary Ghosts in the Stadium. You can find it on uh, WRAL's website, a few other places. Google it, search for it, Ghosts in the Stadium. Uh, but we're here to talk with Chris about the uh, the Panthers yesterday. He was in the building, Bank of America. Uh, Chris, did it feel like a funeral? Did, did it, like was, Were there smiles? <laughs> what, what, what was the vibe?
2: <laughs> well, I have to say, for the last few years, it's actually felt very sad in there because, you know, what once was like a, a thriving fan base that would always like legitimately set up, sell out Bank of America Stadium has turned into a home field advantage for other teams. Like I just did not realize that that many Indianapolis Colts fans were in <laughs> Charlotte at one time. So uh, that's uh, one of those things that's kind of sad. Like you, you get certain teams like the Eagles – or the Cowboys when the Cowboys come, that's going to be, uh, you know, Cowboys, North Carolina. Like that's, mm-hmm. that that's going to be a, a home game for the Cowboys when they come up. But I just did not expect the Colts to have that many fans in Charlotte. So it's just kind of a sad, sad sight to see. Did But, but
1: was it, was there a bit of like, you know, the chair being pulled out from under under him simply because of the win the week before? It felt like, you know, Bryce was putting some things together. The team pulled off a win. It was against CJ Stroud. Yeah. And then this week it happens where Stroud goes bananas. Bryce doesn't look as good. And and that's understating it on both sides of that question. Did did it yeah. feel like the the fall from the week to week was was pretty aggressive?
2: Yeah, uh it did cuz it you know for a little bit there even though you know the Panthers didn't you know couldn't match up with the Miami Dolphins at all. There were some flashes of okay or good in that game, especially when it came down to uh just them taking care of the ball and not getting penalties, three penalties in that game, three penalties against the Texans, six combined for those two games and all of a sudden 10 penalties um you know against the Colts. And then of course you have the three turnovers, all three by Bryce Young. Um, and, you know, he regressed uh, a little bit, but also just from the jump, he, he just didn't look comfortable behind his guys. You know, he, he was getting happy feet. He was, you know, burping the baby a little bit back there, holding on to the ball, and, um, you know, just from the beginning uh, of the game, he did not look like the, the Bryce Young that we'd been watching all season, and so it, it almost kind of felt like from the beginning of the game that we could possibly have a bad game from Bryce Young just because it just seemed like his confidence wasn't there.
1: Chris Lee, WRL sports reporter. Uh, also, check out his podcast, which he hosts with uh, our very own Dennis Cox. It's called Panthers Playbook. It's available everywhere podcasts can be found. Um, it looked after the game, and and this is, you know, why it benefits having someone like you that was in the building because uh, we're seeing all the videos secondhand, and and I know the film doesn't lie, but sometimes the it kind of picks up something that that maybe wasn't felt in the room. Frank Reich looked to be battling his emotions a bit in in the post game, <laughs> uh, kind of struggling to hold them in. And and obviously, that game meant more to him. It was against the team that, that fired him and, and all those sorts of things. Did you get the sense that the, the loss really did hit him harder because of that? Or, or was it just another loss and and he's fed up with it?
2: Um, I, I think it's a combination of so many different things. It's the team that he used to coach um, that fired him. So you probably want to get some get back with that. He's uh, He lives in Charlotte even before. Uh, you know, he got the job with the Carolina Panthers. This was the place he called home. So, uh, you know, the the excitement and maybe let down from that. And then also, like, the, the type of game that Kenny Moore had. This guy was on the roster with him last season, and those are were some of his players on the other side that made his current players look bad. Um, and so it's um, – I think it was just a combination of so many different things and emotions there. Uh, it did look like he either – in the postgame, he either – had already shed, shed some tears or was about to go shed some tears. Um, You know, so uh, his, his eyes are red. I've never seen him like that, that emotional, but uh, it clearly got to him.
1: And, and part of, I mean, the, the story, I was going to say part of the story, the story, we've brought him up indirectly a few times already in this conversation uh, is, is Bryce young is the, the, the tide turning there as to, to there was so much optimism. and, And I think, you know, at times even you were forcing yourself as a fan base to stay up, stay optimistic and say, right, this guy deserves time and all that. Do, do you get the sense that the patience is running out?
2: It is. And, you know, we Dennis and I talked about this on a podcast. It It felt like uh, that Panthers fans are, are starting to turn on Bryce a little bit, uh, especially if you look at social media. And I just feel like that's displaced anger because I, I know what it looks like. Bryce is the representation of a slew of bad moves for the last couple of years from the Panthers front office. Right. Like if they don't waste draft picks on trying to get, um, you know, other guys that just haven't worked out, CJ <clears throat> Henderson or other people who aren't even on the roster right now. If, or- if we
1: coughed for every bad move, people are going to <laughs> think we need we need some lozenges and some cold yeah. medicine.
2: Yeah, my boss is here. Going to think I need to go home for COVID <laughs> or something. Um, you know, if and then of course you know trading away, um, you know DJ Moore to to move up. You know these are they absolutely Panthers absolutely needed to make that move. Um, you know one hundred percent. But at the same time, you know this this franchise has been fumbled the last uh, you know three four seasons, and the, the fan base is tired of it. Like I saw a shirt recently. That is that's apparently being printed in Charlotte that says, "Make the Panthers mediocre again." Like it was, it was fun when you could count on the Panthers being eight and eight, or seven and nine, or nine and seven, and maybe they'll make the playoffs. Maybe they won't, but it'll come down to the last couple of weeks. And there's at least something to potentially look out for. There's nothing to look forward to right now, and so now you know fans can't help but to turn everything against everybody that they see. But Bryce Young is an innocent bystander. I I think that if you put C.J. Stroud behind this same offense, there will be a few things that are different, but C.J. Stroud will look bad right now. And Bryce Young with the Texans will look probably close to what C.J. Stroud is looking like, because both of them, I believe, are special players. And I don't know how special you have to be to overcome uh, the dysfunction that right now is the Carolina Panthers, especially behind a bad line, a bad system, and a, a coaching staff that doesn't seem to be getting through to their players.
1: So, so just to dive into that further, you think the Texans supporting cast is that much better than, than what the Panthers (laughs) are putting out there?
2: I mean, it just look at the proof of the put. I mean, I know the Panthers beat them last week, right. Mm -hmm. But they were due for one and you're coming off of a bye week and you had two weeks to prepare and all that good stuff. Um, But like, you've got like just tank Dell by himself is running circles around everybody else. That's on that uh, receiving core for the Carolina Panthers. And then, you have an offensive line that, you know, kept uh, CJ Stroud pretty much, you know, upright last week. Um, And Bryce was still running for his life and he's still making these throws. And while he's running for his life, here's something that is very quiet as people are, are upset with Bryce Young. Yesterday, he completed 24 passes, making him only the second player in NFL history to complete 20 plus passes in their first seven starts, right? Now, it's not equaling wins. And you know as a former quarterback, Tim, uh, that you know the wins and losses are put way too much on the quarterback. I heard mm-hmm. you say in the last segment that quarterback is the most important uh, position in sports, and I agree. But also along with that, too much is put on the quarterback sometimes when it is a, the ultimate team game. And it's not on – Like I, I, I think yesterday's loss is on Bryce Young for sure. Mm-hmm. But the other losses this season, that's not on Bryce Young. The way this franchise looks – it's not on Bryce Young. There's so many things that is wrong with it. That is just so much. It's so much bigger than what Bryce Young is and what he can bring as a rookie. And to ask him to be Superman uh, to uh, pull him out of that hole is just something that I think is completely unfair.
1: Chris Lee, WRL Sports reporter. Chris, before we let you go, uh, Brian Burns, I believe in in. Uh... Very interesting situation when you when we look at his future with the the Panthers. Um, obviously, concussion protocol, he was, you know, blue tent is always, you know, the, the thing you hear on the sidelines and you're like, oh, no. Uh, we know now, based on some reporting done by ESPN.com and others, that there were multiple teams interested in trading for him at the deadline. Uh, both teams that look like they have long-term needs, teams that look like they have short-term needs. There was, you know, whatever you were looking for, they were interested in him. Uh, is there any other way other than a long-term extension in Carolina? that This isn't a disaster when we look back at all of the different steps along the way.
2: <laughs> um, you know, at least they they can tag them uh, to to try to hold on to them for a little bit longer. But uh, you know, at this point, you're going to have to pay them. Um, mm. You know, you've seen um, uh, Bosa get paid, and, and um, more recently,
1: Montez uh, Sweat just, just Montez this
2: Sweat just got paid uh, by Chicago, and, and so like there there's no you don't. You can't skirt around it. You're going to have to pay this guy. And to me, it feels like if you've passed on whatever you know, we don't know exactly what was uh, what, pe- what teams were offering for him this year. But we know last year you passed on uh, two firsts and a third for him, uh, and I'm sure it was a pretty sizable package this year. If if you were passing on that, then you have to you have to have plans to pay him. And I, I hope that the Panthers can follow through and get on the same. Uh, page as Brian Burns because you need him on that field. Other than that, you have no pass rush because <laughs> like the other the opposing quarterbacks literally are are not scared of anybody else and, and they're not being threatened by anybody else at this point. Good news is that Marquise Haynes is, is designated to come back. And I think Marquise Haynes will make an impact on that other side.
1: All right. From hope- hopefully. I mean they they desperately need it. Uh, yeah. Chris, we appreciate you taking the time and and uh, we'll check back in with you again later this season.
2: Thanks, man. Good to talk to you.